Modi Moody Modi Moody 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 Welcome to another edition of the Dip NBA Podcast. I'm Ben Slykerman with Adam Elder, as always, your host, here for another great episode. I mean, before we really dive into the uh, standings for the Eastern Conference that we have lined up here, uh, we're going to touch on some current events. Uh, first and foremost, fuck Austin Rivers, as always. And uh, Damn, we didn't even discuss that. Uh, hey, just had to put it just had to put it in there, had to throw a curveball. Um me and Adam were talking about what current events to open with uh, here before we started talking about these Eastern Conference standings, and we agreed on uh, the Ben Simmons situation to open up with. But I just threw in a little Austin Rivers hate there just for the hell of it. So, <laughs> with that being said, onto this Ben Simmons uh, soap opera that we're all living in. Well, he wants it to be his soap opera, apparently. First off and foremost, let's address what Ben Slykerman has said himself. He's not going to Cleveland. Cleveland does not have the package together. I didn't unless, say that. <laughs> oh, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Cleveland does not have the package unless all these risky moves they've been doing in the last few like week or so. I've been trying to entice the Sixers for something, but I doubt it. So let's not hold our breaths on that. So let's move on to something a little bit more realistic, and that's Portland. Portland, Sacramento, and Minnesota. He didn't Minnesota. even name Sacramento as one of the California teams. He said one of the three California teams. He might have just forgot. He probably forgets that they play Sacramento twice a year. They probably just for, he probably just forgot that they exist. Well, that's sad. That is sad because there's arguably a better player in Deer and Fox on Sacramento than himself. So the Aaron Fox just hasn't got the hardware and recognition for it and been on a winning team. But right. So I want to start off with Minnesota. Minnesota's interesting because they got to lose somebody. They're not losing Russell or Towns for Simmons. I think they're, I can't, I think they lose trade Russell. Anthony Edwards. I think more is asking probably for Edwards and Russell. Damn. That's a lot though. And that can, and I mean, Nave. I don't know. <laughs> No, there's no way. Um, I mean, if I'm... See, I don't know what... Morey is going to be try, the guy that's going to try to pull through the most value that he can out of this guy, salvage it, because, I mean, that's... Morey's a pretty good GM, so that's what he's always been known for. So my first thought, and I've been pondering it all day, was just what would Anthony Edwards bring to the 76ers? Because he seems the most gettable asset for the 76ers because... I mean, there's no sunk cost fallacy there yet. Edwards' rookie year was just last year. He already seems like he's a really promising shooting guard. He's got a big body. Can shoot decently. He's willing to shoot. Willing to shoot deep, too, off the dribble. 
you know, that's something that Ben Simmons is light years away from attempting in a regular season or postseason game. So, I mean, you have that, but we're looking at Joel Embiid going on 28 years old. And I mean, it's, that's not someone you want to pair right beside a allegedly championship contending squad. Wants so to I don't be. know exactly wants to be a championship team. wants to be arguably is because of their regular season success and <laughs> their if they could just mild, beat them pesky Hawks. <laughs> uh, well, if they could just beat them pesky anybody at this point, it seems past the second round. So, I mean, they've had moderate playoff success, which is okay. And Embiid Embiid shares a load of the blame. Definitely for that playoff failure, especially because of his Hawks series. Embiid was not coming through in the clutch for the Hawks. No. I forget which game it was. I believe, was it game seven or game six? He was really, really off. And yeah, walking away. If I was Ben Simmons too, if I was Ben Simmons, he knows internally that he did some things wrong and he made some pretty crucial mistakes down the stretch for the 76ers. But walking away from that and taking all of the blame it would feel pretty shitty to me too. So, I mean, yeah, like what you had said before is that, is that Simmons is now saying from his camp, at least from clutch sports, which clutch sports is in a completely different kind of hot water themselves. Oh yeah. Like the whole world's no, that's sketchy. Yeah, that's sketchy. And now clutch sports is saying that they want both of their clients out of Philadelphia, which is Maxi and Simmons. So they're saying that, so they're saying that Maxi might be shipped out as well. I'm I just what a murky situation. Like I just don't know. It's getting ugly. It's getting ugly like the James Harden situation. It really is. And I'm just trying to figure out how there's going to there's no way out of this except for an explosion it seems because Danny Green, I mean each one of these 76ers players from Danny Green, Embiid, Doc I mean, Doc's the coach, but and Simmons himself, who's been mostly silent, but talking through others or having others talk for him. They've been so vocal in the media about what needs to be done. Danny Green's already saying, yeah, we're not going to know what we're going to get back for him. Like he's not even going to be back anyway. So Danny Green's already in the yeah, acceptance like talk, stage. Yeah, he's talking about him like he's dead. Right. And Doc Rivers is out here saying like, yeah, like I haven't given up on Simmons. Like I'd like to have him back as our as our point guard and like, Embiid is almost saying the same thing. Like we've grown together and, you know, we've taken strides together and I've always loved playing beside Ben. And they're just saying that now to save face. Danny Green's just being honest. They should have said that three months ago. Like, I mean, I don't think they necessarily should or ever should have said it. Right. Uh, It was just too little too late. It's like trying to put the toothpaste back in at this point. No, I just don't think you should. I mean, I don't think you should feel bad for saying what they said. They were just being honest no, the last time yeah. they said they shouldn't try to be backtracking about it now. They should just exactly. That's just, just yeah, that's a bad look at this. I feel point. like that's Embiid and Doc trying to like c- cover their tracks there, and it's not very yeah. smooth. Danny Green's just like, nah, he's definitely gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ain't fucking with that guy anymore. <laughs> Danny Green don't care. He's got two chips. He's just chipping. Exactly. And he's trying three, to get that third three. one. Oh yeah, three. So he's he's well, sitting on three yeah, rings, three. just like all right, I don't really care. Exactly. I'm still getting a bag. So, I mean, 
it's just so crazy because to, my gut is gonna is telling me that this is gonna come out ugly and it's gonna go to the crappiest highest bidder. Well, they turned they turned down uh, Brogdon. They, they got an offer from Indiana that was like Brogdon and someone. Was else that a like, real offer though? Allegedly, I don't think that was real. I don't think I turn that down because I don't think you're going to get much better than that unless Dame becomes available and Portland is really that desperate for Ben Simmons. I just wouldn't or unless know what Dame to forces do. his way there. That would be the most likely option for me. I don't think Portland's desperate to get Simmons because there's nobody in their eyes that they want in the NBA more than Dame at this point. They don't yeah. want anybody else except Dame and yeah, I mean, like the Larry Nance trade, we haven't been able to record since then, but I like it. It it fills a big gap that has been that I have always said is needed by this Portland team, and that's to get a true power forward. They need a true power forward, but Larry Nance has a rap sheet of injury history. He's hardly healthy. They and what is and what healthy. is he in the postseason? You know what I mean? Well, I his. I mean, he went to the finals with the Cavs that had his first half season with the Cavs when he got traded there from the Lakers. So, I mean, he has deep playoff experience per se, but yeah, like he's not like limited, limited, definitely, even though it's definitely, it's, I mean, it's the same amount of playoff experience that Devin Booker has on paper. If you really think about it. That's a different story. <laughs> it is a different story in terms of role, <laughs> but like different you know, context. Exactly. But like on paper though, can't, 15 can't, games is 15 games in the yeah, NBA playoffs. Can't comp that. I don't know, but <laughs> I know, but you know, like Lance has the opportunity to be something special here. It it's mimics exactly what I've been saying the past few weeks. And that's get get a true power forward, move Covington up to the three, move Norm up to the two. Dame starts CJ. Got to come off the bench, man. I'd love him to come off the bench and be the 30-minute six-man that comes off the bench and is just able to put up 24 points. You no, know, like, CJ starts, bro. No, you got to have Norm. Defense off the bench is nothing. You got, you got fucking Nance out there now anchoring your defense. Yeah, but they need, they need a guard defender. They need somebody to... to that's going to be a good guard defender no, yeah, that can take on Dave's it ain't Norm. Assignment. Yeah, it's Norm. I'd say it's Norm. Norm is a good defender. He's not the best defender. He's one of the best defenders on the team, though. It's rough. Not even arguably. He's, he's a top three defender on that team. Because right now, it's looking like Covington, Nance, and Norm. Probably Nurk number four. Nurk's trash. Nurk is okay on defense. I like Robert Covington a lot. He was just wasn't good for them last year. He was good. He just, you know, he, he I think the four, shots. the four is really just him playing out of position. Yeah, He needs to be the three. Yeah. He need, he's an athletic three. Exactly. And I mean, his post defense is good because he has quick hands, but yeah. you, you know what I mean though, at this point, like Portland's, it's hard to say what's going to happen because we don't really know if Dame is, there's only one domino left to fall, and that's Dame literally walking to the front office and saying, "It's time. Send me to Philadelphia." You know, like, and Send is that even where Golden he State. wants to go? Yeah. Send me to Dallas. Oh, okay, Dallas, I can live with, but Golden State, you might as well just rip my heart out. Dallas would be wild. 
Dallas would be insane. They'd be an instant contender. But so, so with Philadelphia, though, if he goes to Dallas, they're the are they the, the two seed in the West? I don't know because are they it all depends three? on are they a top three seed. It all depends on Dallas's team defense. And do Does you believe, it, or, or would they just outscore everyone? Yeah, but Dame <sighs> provides any spacing that you need for Luca, and vice versa. <laughs> so, but Dame has to take on a completely different role, and that's off-ball movement. And, and Dame does pretty much does not do that. Okay, so Dame adapts to that, and then Luca can completely engulf himself in his mid-range game. Okay. And that, yeah, the floor is completely opened up. Yeah. So you're saying you would like a lineup of Dame, Hardaway, and Doncic? Oh, yeah. On your front, give me, yeah. Give me that. Yeah. Give me that nine times out of ten. Yeah. Give me that seven days a week, bud. <laughs> Honestly. Oh, I don't want to see Dame in Dallas. I want to see him in Portland, though. I want to see him in Portland in the Western Conference Finals. Dame would look good in a Dallas uniform, though. I... Hardaway's got to be gone in a trade to get him, though. There's no way they don't keep. Oh yeah, keep I mean that's that's Just the major the downside is that they're going to have to gut Dallas. Yep, especially after that extension that Hardaway just got. So, I don't well, know. it's like maybe KP's maybe Portland only be in wants there, forwards. But do they? Does Portland want KP? You know what I mean? No, KP. You got to think KP is a piece of that. What if Nurk goes too? So that's a I don't know. Portland's Portland's a mess, honestly. <laughs> I like but, Larry Nance move, but it's a lot too little. It's it's uh, a yeah. little it's a little too late. <laughs> it's the it's the same as the Doc and Embiid situation. It's too little, too late to try to cover some shit up. Like yeah. unless until we see it happen on the floor, I doubt we ever see Ben Simmons in a Sixers jersey again. I just I'm gonna wager that he ends up in Sacramento. That's Sacramento rough. is going to be Sacramento is going to be the one that puts the deal That's on the table the line. that says, do they give him? Because the I feel like more. No, I, I think that Maury is going to be Barnes. able to Barnes healed. Maybe a center. Maybe on Mitch. They're going to want, th- <laughs> uh, maybe that would be insane. Uh, maybe, I don't know. That could, that could be really good, but I don't next think. in next in big news though, we have Rajon Rondo to back to the Los Angeles. Yes, sir. Yes, completing the cycle. Easy money. Finally, easy money. That is easy. easy money for them. Bringing Rondo back into this on a vet. Yep. And thank you. I th- thank you. I'm instantly liking the fact that they got they got Schroeder out of there. Funny enough that he plays for Boston now. Is Boston and LA even a rivalry anymore? No. I didn't think so. Like, this morning, this is random as fuck, but I was watching this uh, 12-year-old. It was like, I keep getting these recommendations on YouTube for like these really old NBA videos because I watched one of something not not that long ago. And I got one. It was like end of his career Shaq on the Celtics finishing off a fast break like uh, alley-oop and Shaq could like barely jump at this point but he was playing in a Celtics jersey and I sat there and thought to myself and I was like it's like God prime Shaq played on the Lakers and was one of the most dominant players of all time 
And then so many players turn right back around and play for the Celtics. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, that's not even a real rivalry anymore. No. I feel like it like, be. you turn right back around and you're playing for the team. That's allegedly your biggest enemy. Right. Like, it's just so weird, but I mean, that that's how it is with Rondo though, too. Rondo, Won a chip with the Celtics way back in the day and came up with the Celtics big time. He's one of like the what is it, like the third player to win a ring with both teams, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah no. but but it's it's just so weird to think about. There's a history there, but like there's I, not. I like Rondo. Okay, let, let's just let's we've said this before. Rondo and Anthony Davis. That is a thing. Yes, yes. That is and a, I totally forgot about that until now. That is a fucking thing. That is a nice way to help unlock Davis during the playoffs. We saw it in the bubble. It worked fucking phenomenally. They were. We great saw it together. in New Orleans. Yeah, they were. We great saw it. Together. It worked in New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. They have a great on-floor connection. It is evident. It is beneficial. I don't know how anyone can say with a straight face that this is not a fucking high reward, low risk fucking move. Exactly. Because once you get Rondo, let, I love you, this for this team. Love it. I've, fucking have you love seen it. what the, uh, the story is out now? AD put something out there. What he, he said, he came out and said that he did not like the looks he was getting with Dennis Schroeder at point guard. Just mm-hmm. now, just now, he was like, I did not like the looks that I was getting with Schroeder at point guard last season. He's going to like him with Rondo, though. Exactly. He's always liked it from Rondo. Remember what happened in the, uh, when Davis took that shot? That play was drawn up for LeBron. <laughs> LeBron. Rondo says, as he's going to inbound the ball to LeBron, LeBron looks at him and shakes his head no. Davis steps up and hits that shot with an inbound pass from Rondo. Tell me if that's not chemistry building up right there. I mean, that's one of the that's coldest huge. shots. Yes. I mean, uh, arguably Nuggets, only arguably only exists because of a horrible defensive rotation from or lack thereof uh, from Mason. Plumlee. I don't know. I don't know. But Jokic was right in Anthony Davis's face. And the Nuggets were right there. The Nuggets were going to win that game. Jamal Murray had hit a big shot before that to put them up, like a tough shot. And then it just turns right around ADs. And that's why I hate the AD slander, because he's a made man at that point. He is. He definitely is. After the bubble, my God. I mean, just that that moment was his made man moment in the fucking playoffs. I mean, like, right? I mean, Western Conference Finals, ice is the game. Exactly. And then they never even looked back from that point. No. Yeah, they had a speed bump, two speed bumps in the form of the Miami Heat, but they never looked back. No, it was it all was gas. It was never in question, right? All gas. Exactly. And I mean... Because if they lose that game, it completely changes that series. Yeah, because that would have... I mean, and then it that wouldn't have been game one Lakers anymore. Mm. <laughs> but... Oh. I mean, Anthony Davis is still a made man after the Suns series this year, too. He put up, what, 31 or 36 in back-to-back games? Like, you're telling me, even though he was injured, he still played through it and then finally got broke down? That's why I, I think it's made. hilarious. If they were healthy, that like, series is over. It was, I know. I said that to myself this morning. 
It is over. You can't. It is. You know it is. They had absolutely no answer. I hate dealing with hypotheticals, but it's just the truth. They they would have been smoked. But uh, let's not get too let's not get too long winded on all this. We do have to dive into this Eastern Conference. Uh, Ultimately, though, uh, I think we both agree that the Rondo move was great. He was arguably, in my opinion, the third best player on a championship team. Um, with him just two seasons ago uh, kind of fell off, especially uh, because he had some drama there and uh, the Clippers uh, between him and Kawhi, there was definitely some beef there. Uh, really? Ultimately, I think he's glad. I think he's probably ecstatic to be back uh, in LA. Call it a retirement home if you want, but y'all about to get smoked. <laughs> <laughs> they got mellow too, man. Call it a retirement home. All they you got want. mellow. Good fucking luck. It's going to, oh, I can't wait to watch that team. I cannot wait. So let's start off here. I know I went all the way down to number 15 as I did last time. And I've done it again. Number 15. A team that was instructed by their new coach. Uh, I forget his name. I'm sorry, man. Said coach was instructed that he is to be focused on developing talent and not winning games. So you know where I'm putting them. Number 15, the Orlando Magic. Mm. Strong injury history. Markel Fultz, as you know, tore his ACL last season. Not good. In a lot of pain. Jonathan Isaac, similar injury. Was down for quite a long time. He's also been kind of torn up his entire NBA career. Uh, Fultz doesn't exactly have a great record of coming back from an injury, so we'll see how this goes for them. They still, they're a middling team with Steve Clifford at the head coach, but now that they've hired their new, I got to look his name up because I can't <laughs> keep putting disrespect on him like that. We're <laughs> shitting on this guy. We can't even look up his name. He was, he was a coach for the, the Mavs last season. He was an assistant, wasn't he? Yeah. so much jamal mosley jamal mosley so he was instructed to not win games not be focused on winning games that is but to develop talent so that's where they are headed tank job yep and they are pretty much tanking i'm guessing there's probably some good talent in the upcoming draft but there's not much else there to talk about the orlando magic number they want uh that one kid uh the white kevin durant what the white kevin durant I have no idea who this is. Oh, I've told you about him before. I can't ever remember his name either. Uh, he's a beast, though. Like Kevin Durant. He's a lanky. <laughs> this is a lanky white dude who can shoot. He's like seven foot tall, but he can shoot like a guard. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so number number yeah, 14, 14, though, I think I have kind of a surprising pick. I have the Detroit Pistons. Mm, poor Cade. Yeah, well, the Cade lovers are all going to be on your ass now. Well, I mean, he's a rookie. Is he a point guard? He's a rook. Yeah, he's a point guard. Okay, so he's he's, a, he's like a, a basketball savant. Like uh, uh, people are comparing his uh, oh, God. vision to like Luca. Uh, we'll see. We will. Apparently, see. he's really smart. Always I mean, makes, I don't doubt that he's the a right smart play. person. Yeah, I don't doubt that he has IQ or anything, but it's just. Your first year in the league, sometimes it can be rough. Sometimes guys step right in. Look at Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell has been 20 point per game scorer since he stepped in the league. Like this, sometimes there's just no stopping it. Like, but I guess 
the Pistons were a real shit show last year. And yeah, I don't know. Like five centers in free agency. No, that's the Cavs. But no, last year. Oh, yeah, last year. Yeah, because they, they sound like Plumley, And they also have a rookie, Isaiah Stewart, who should, probably should be getting the starts, getting him ready to go because he's they only like signed 19. or traded for like four centers and got rid of Christian Wood. And everyone was like, what? Yeah, I know. Right. I let him play for the Rockets. And now look at him. He's balling out on an awful team, although. But but yeah, I don't see the Pistons really reaching too great of heights this season. Perhaps they get to the 10 seed, but I'm not putting a lot of faith into them because they looked really bad last season. Maybe they'll have a bit more direction this time. They got a lot a lot of young guys. They have a lot of young guys. And if you don't have the right culture and the right coaching staff putting those guys in the right direction, you become the Sacramento Kings. Mm. When you've got a lot of young guys and no real direction, and pretty much no real way of winning basketball games, even though you have some really, really talented guys. That's rough. And yeah, it's a, it's a rough path, and we're seeing Sacramento go through it. Mm. So unsurprisingly, number 13, I have the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> uh, poor Cavs. As uh, we all know. yeah, I think they're yeah. going to be maybe number 12 because they just got Taco Fall, bud. Oh, yeah, I forgot, right? They're going to start playing him 30 minutes a night because he's unguardable. (laughs) He is so slow. Like, confusingly slow. Not even like Kyle Anderson cool slow. He's just slow. He's just like, Impossibly slow. Yeah. He's just like, oh, that's, yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah. The Cavs are in a weird spot. The Cavs are in a weird spot because this entire offseason, we've been even discussing ourselves like, hey, maybe they did something good and then they do something a week later where you're like, oh, like this marketing trade. Yeah. Why would they want marketing? Yeah, I don't understand the move for marketing at all. Not at that price point. Right? Yeah, they signed him for a big contract, a bag that he does not deserve. Yeah, and it's like people keep, well, wouldn't you rather have marketing than Kevin Love? I'm like, neither. Yeah, like I don't want neither. I don't want like a soft big man that's gonna like Markin and that's not gonna be able to uh, defend very well, and he's just gonna shoot spot up threes all the time. And he's I don't want take a decrepit of- Kevin Love. Yeah, exactly. Kevin Love uh, allegedly Love was salty, like super salty that he did not get traded to Portland too. And I'm like, dude, what do you want? I'm like, what do you expect? And what you does showed Portland up, want with you? You showed up to the Olympics and were there for a week. And everybody was like, yeah, this is the time for Kevin Love to get in the shape. And then you had to pull out because of injury. Hey, I like He's, that. Der- I like that Derek Jones Jr. to Chicago. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe I was being a little bit of a homer on Derek Jones Jr. about being kind of a switchblade defender and a super athletic like floor runner. You I know, think he like, can be, though. He can be, and maybe he'll be that in Chicago. I think, I think Zoe Chicago, will help unlock that. Yes, you're right, because he's he, he has he's just as much bounce as Zion does, yeah. Yep. So in those like baseball passes, he's going to be catching a lot of those. So I'm happy for DJJ, so I'm glad to see him over there. But yeah, I Kevin Love has no business in a trade of Portland. Yeah, like... There's no reason Portland should realistically want him except for like a 12th guy. I mean, I hate to say it, Kevin, but like... Go get an assistant coach job, like fucking. Oh man, man, 
And at that point, he's really run down. Uh, no, where you at? Number 12. Number 12, I have the Indiana Pacers. Mm. Indiana's not falling off to me either. Yeah. Uh, I have waning faith. I don't know if maybe last year they just had an off year. I know Turner, Miles Turner was hurt. He was getting an absurd amount of blocks to begin the season last year. He was at like, what, three or four blocks a game, something crazy. And were you going to say something? Yeah, I just don't know how they have faith in that in this team. <laughs> I really wasn't. I don't I was know either. For you. Uh, <laughs> no, I. I mean, when I you just don't, look at the starting, you're out here. You're, well, yeah, you look at the starting lineup, and you're out here hearing that they're offering Malcolm Brogdon like for Ben Simmons. Do you really believe in this team? No. How do no. these players feel at this point? This, without Oladipo at that two spot, this is an average team. With Oladipo always being talked about in trade talks every year, yeah. He's like one of those assets that like people talk about like trying to acquire. And then when it comes down to it, nobody really wants him because he wants to shoot the three, but he can't really shoot that well, even though he's got good form. He blocks shots, but is he really that good of a defender? You know what I mean? He puts up those pretty stats, the three point percentage, three point attempts and block numbers. You look at that and you're like, wow. Everyone's like, he's a stretch five. Yeah. He's a stretch five that can defend the rim. That's a perfect NBA piece. But then you look at him and you're like, well, he doesn't really do that. <laughs> you know, like doesn't translate. Yeah. It just does not really. I mean, that's the weird thing about this team is that you look at them from top to bottom and you kind of think like this should work. Like, you know, Sabonis isn't exactly a five. So they play him at the four. He's a playmaking four and you put him beside a defending center that can stretch the floor. You would think that would work really well. I have no faith in Sabonis' outside shot, and it really hasn't translated well. And I don't know. Like They also have TJ Warren, who went off in the bubble, but perhaps that was just a flash in the pan, nothing more than that. They have Jeremy Lamb coming back from injury, injury and he had a serious injury to be to, at that. So it's tough to say. They got Brogdon, who's good, but Not isn't great. exactly... And that, you know, he's not the analytics darling. He's like, good, but not great. I mean, that's really where he's at. And that's what this team is. They're good, but not great. And then they have a real chance to be bad this year. <laughs> like, Yeah, just because of some of the moves that other teams have made. Like, the And fact. they got Aaron Holiday stolen away from him this year, too. Oof. He went to the Wizards. So, yeah. Where are you at with number 11, then? Number 11, I sadly have the Charlotte Hornets. Mm-hmm. Like, I disagree, but that's fine. I was putting a lot of faith in the Charlotte this past off season and past season as well, because I thought, you know what? I was like, this is like the most underrated young core in the NBA. I like bridges like a lot. I think bridges is really good. Uh, LaMelo ball. He's good. Does he deserve to have the same NBA 2k rating as Russ? No. <laughs> yeah. That's blasphemous. <laughs> that is blasphemous. And I mean, Terry Rozier, he's good. I like him a lot. He's a great outside threat. He's a great slashing, undersized point guard. So, I mean, he is getting older, though, so you kind of wonder sometimes, is that athleticism that he kind of relies on going to start to fade away a little bit? And he's got a big bag at that. So, I mean, there's also that to consider. They have Gordon Hayward, who is never able to put together a complete season anymore. He's always Ever. Right? And... 
He's the real the playmaker forward. He, I mean, he's approaching bum status. <laughs> I mean, he is a bum. I'm <laughs> gonna be real. I won't sell him that hard yet, but I'll say he's, he's not a Kevin bum. Love bum, but he's approaching that, that <laughs> level. He's no longer an asset to a championship team. Was he ever, or was he always just yes. a bum in disguise? Yes, yes, he was a real asset to a championship team because. Man, it's all been downhill for him since that injury that he got his first Celtics game. That injury where he broke his leg, like it was all downhill since then. It has not been good for him. I think we need to start a new, uh, a new little uh, game in this show. Oh and, no, uh, that's uh, this. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is organic, everyone. This is developing uh, this minute uh, as, as we as we're speaking live. Bum status. We should Bum start. Status. <laughs> you don't understand. I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody instead of a bum, which is what I am. Let's face it. You're a bum, and that's all you'll ever be—a bum. Because I'm too old to waste my time trying to train a no-good loser like you, you bum! So you decided to be a bum? I shouldn't be able to deem a player on whether or not they have bum status, if they've reached bum status. So, I don't know. I'm ready to stamp it on Gordon Hayward right here, right now. I don't know. Uh, we, have to have full, we have to have a full vote. Uh, I'm two inches from the paper and the ink is dripping onto the paper itself. So I'm not going to stamp him just yet. We can't Let's give him give bum him, status yet. Not yet, because I want to hold out. Maybe he plays 60 games this season and doesn't look like he's made him last and is actually a playmaking option for the Hornets. So that's what I'm hoping. If he goes but out we'll there see. and like stubs his toe first week, this guy doesn't games. stub his toe. He would straight like fracture his toe to pieces. Okay, like, that's fracture, what kind of- <laughs> if he fractures his toe, is he is he at bum status? Yes. If okay. he goes out within the first week of the season and fractures his toe and is out for four to six weeks, then yes, he is definitely a bum. He's a bum. <laughs> bum status. Is there anyone else while we're on this topic that deserves bum status right here, right now in the NBA? Um, Austin Rivers? No, not Austin Rivers. Austin <laughs> Rivers... Austin Rivers has stayed alive from being bum status by hitting like six threes against the Portland Trailblazers in the playoffs last season. So he is certifiably not a bum. Damn. Not yet. <laughs> I was trying to like think about like players that uh, not like hot button topics uh, for bum status. And I was thinking like Rodney Hood. Is he at like bum status yet? Oh man, no, not you know what I mean. I think Rodney Rodney Hood might be a bum status. No, we'll see. He was pretty garbage for the Raptors and the Blazers this year, coming off of an Achilles injury. That is, not everyone is Kevin Durant. I think that's what the bum status kind of pertains to. The guys that are just always hurt. If he is out of the Bucks rotation within thirty-five games of this season, then yes, he's a bum. Damn. All right. We're going to have to keep following these developing (laughs) situations in Charlotte and Milwaukee with a couple soon to be bums. Uh, Moving forward, 
Uh, where are you at? Number 10. This may be harsh as well. The Toronto Raptors mm. at number 10. Hurting them. I so mean, I didn't have them ranked, so that's fine. Oh, oh wow. Well, um, I mean, when you really think about it, this is a play-in spot, so there's a chance for them to still make the playoffs. My biggest concern comes from the fact that they still do not have a clearly defined center position. They're going to be playing Ken Birch at the five, and he's a good backup center, and he is a good center overall, but he is not your playoff caliber starting center. They got to get somebody better than that. They got to get a little bit deeper on that end. They pretty much were throwing minutes at anybody who they were throwing minutes at Henry Ellenson last season to play the five a guy in the G league. Like his barely scraped minutes in the NBA and he's getting to play for the Raptors because the Raptors are so desperate for center rotation players. Like Boucher is not a five. He's a four. I, str- I firmly believe that. Pascal's best as a four, not a five. Exactly. And Pascal's best as a second or third option. Yep. And right now he's him and Freddie are the first options. For we've this we've team. seen him as a third option and he's great. Exactly. He's prime as a third option and they're missing Kyle. So that's a huge part. That's a huge part of this. This they identity don't have Kyle is completely anymore. different now. Right. Exactly. They are completely different team than they were than the, when they won the championship three years ago. That's a, that's, that's a, so that's crazy. a transformation. Like losing Kyle, Kyle Lowry, you're going through a transformation. Exactly. Yeah. Because Kyle is literally Toronto, right? He's just as much Toronto as DeMar was. Mm. And like losing him. And I mean, it's not like an awful, awful thing. It was probably time, you know, like, cause Kyle still wants to win a championship and this Raptors team, even with him was probably still a nine or a 10 seed. And that's with Kyle putting up like 34 point games balling out. Like, you know, like for real, given all that he has left in the tank, like, it was time for them to part ways. I'm sure him and Masai had conversations about it. Got Kyle where he wanted to go. Obviously, there's been talks of tampering and stuff. So yeah, this is a good move overall. And I'm happy to see Kyle is going somewhere where he can have some pretty great success. But this Raptors team that he's leaving behind is not looking good. Mm-mm. I agree. Uh, I didn't. I have. Ranked, so I what, completely agree. I just. I don't. What did know. you rank to though? Only did ten. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So you had him outside of that too. Yeah. I have faith in the rookie. Oh, shit. I said he Scotty was Barnes. The, yeah, Scotty Barnes. For I have irrational confidence in Scotty Barnes. But yeah, I think they're a little lost. This Toronto team. Scotty Barnes though is impressive. Scotty Barnes could be what takes you into your next era. Uh, you got guys like Gary so. Trent getting a bag, so you hope you get yes. a lot out of him. Uh, you got Freddie Van Fleet getting a bag. Uh, so you expect Deserved a lot out of him. It's just, it's weird because Pascal is always thrown around in trade talks, but then you have him allegedly saying, no, I love Toronto. And you're like, well, how, how often do we see people say that? And then they end up getting traded. It's just, yeah, I know. I know. Not necessarily at Toronto, but just in general. So it's just an awkward place for them right now. Uh, kind of like where Cleveland is a uh, completely different situation, but they are like post LeBron era trying to figure things out. Uh, it's, 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 it's strange for them. And I just don't see them even knocking on the door for the play in. Honestly, uh, I just think they're going to be bad. I think if Pascal kind of 
brings back the drama a little bit because I mean, last year, maybe let's just count last year as an outlier. They played in Tampa the whole season. They were, they never got to play at home. Like, yeah, that's completely out of identities. So, I mean, yeah, that's, that's just rough for them. Like they had a whole new branding going on too. So they probably didn't feel like themselves. So, I mean, it's just, it's different for them. I, I hope it gets better though for them because, you know, I always like to see the Raptors succeed because when I first started watching the NBA, they were piss poor <laughs> and then they won a championship. So now like I have a soft spot for them, but, and they also have Gary and I want to see Gary be like the next 25 point per game scorer on great defense. Yeah. Gary Trent jr. Is a beast. I love him. Uh, number 10, I had Washington. This, this, this okay, is a, yeah. this is a team that I, Again, I really don't know what they're trying to accomplish. Allegedly, they're trying to build around Bradley Beal. I know they only had one offseason to to go for that and this new push that they're apparently making to com- be competitive. So I know it's just like the first go round, allegedly, <laughs> that they're going hey, for but that. You know what? They did better than Portland. Yeah, they did better than Portland, Portland for sure. Uh, you pick up Kyle Kuzma and KCP, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, definitely made some moves. Uh, I could see them easily being in the play in tournament. Uh, last year they made the playoffs. Uh, I just don't think they're going to be able to, uh, achieve that this coming season just because how the West or the East is pretty tight. Really. When you look at it, definitely. Um, it's gotten a lot more competitive. Uh, so yeah, I just see them uh, being number 10, uh, at best number nine. Well, your at best is where I had him at was number nine. So I agree with you. Um, They got a lot going on. They have like three, they are three deep at every position and that's going to be hard to work out during the season. Like so many people on Twitter and Instagram are coming out saying, yeah, Kyle Kuzma just needs a chance on this team and he can be that next level scorer." Well, when Kyle Kuzma was breaking out, he was on a God awful Lakers team that was winning less than 30 games in a season and he right. was the real only offensive option. So yeah, he a Lakers team without points. Anthony Davis or anybody. It was just Lonzo, Josh Hart, Kuz, Caruso, um, KCP and uh, at time, uh, even Thomas Bryant. So that's funny too, because he's on the wizards too. And uh, I don't know. They just, they have Harrell as their backup center. Now they got rid of Lopez. I would rather have Harrell than Lopez. So, I mean, yeah, that's good, but they're just so deep at every position and not like great depth. It's just average. And yeah, it's a tight, this year's East is going to be tight. And you're going to see that as we start moving up this list here, it's going to start getting a little bit more difficult at each position, but like, I don't see them beating Philadelphia in a playoff series again, still, even though Philadelphia took a pretty bad L they'd be competitive around the Chicago, New York section, but you know, that's about it. Right. Unless Bradley Beal is going to be the supernova. They finally put together a team that can really defend around him because you got to remember they have Kuzma and Harrell and KCP, but they also have the old guard. They have the old guard though, too. They have Hachimura. Bryant and uh, Bertans. Kuzma was All a big the, part of Lakers uh, defensive identity. I'll give him that. True. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely was. He, he was trying to be last year. He was definitely trying to be six, eight Danny green. And well, I think playing for a playing for a coach like uh, Frank Vogel, I bet he picked up a lot defensively. Oh yeah, definitely. 
And so that's definitely going to, that, that, that experience would definitely help Washington. I would hope so. And maybe it'll take them higher than the nine seed. Maybe some of these teams that we think are going to be a lot more competitive will be worse. But I think this is one of those teams that has a better chance to outperform than underperform though. See, and that's where I'm at with Charlotte. And that's why I have them at number nine. See, I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to say Charlotte though. That's why I put them a little bit lower. I could, uh, I mean, two words for you, dude. Three words for you, actually. (laughs) Kelly Oubre Jr. Oh my God. (laughs) Catching lobs from LaMelo. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, no, for real. I got Charlotte at nine. <laughs> I see them making <sighs> that out. I think they're a fun team, regardless of bum, bum Hayward. Bum Hayward. Dang. <laughs> Relegated to the bench. Oh, well, when Hayward's not getting minutes, we're not going to be complaining. So at number eight, I have a surprising pick, I suppose, for most pundits, and that's the Chicago Bulls. Hmm. That's, that's rough shitting on them. I don't think that's shitting on them though. I got them way higher than that. We'll get to it. So let's think Lonzo ball approaching his prime. DeMar DeRozan past his prime. Nikola Vucevic could be touching on the end of his prime. Maybe even in his prime. Zach Levine coming into his prime. I'd say he's in his prime right now. Entered mm. his prime last season. Is I think in he's his coming prime into right it now. still. I don't know. Because he's still 27, 26, 27. I'm not sure of his exact age, but he's around there. So yeah, that's about Bradley Beal's age. And, you know, I could... Who would you... Who do you... Th- okay, yeah, that's a... Think about that. Who's better right now, Bradley Beal or Zach Levine? Brad Beal. Brad Beal? Okay. I'm thinking Brad Beal every day of the week. But All right. not by much. Not by much, yeah. Not by much. I don't know. Either. That's a tough, we'll that's a tough question season. for me. Because, one, Levine doesn't have the playoff experience, so we can't bank on him for that. Bradley Beal is a proven playoff contributor. Big-time playoff contributor. So that's really what sets him apart for me. Other than that, regular season-wise, these guys can go, both go off of 40. Mm-hmm. even 60 like Brad Beal likes to but <laughs> you know like I'm not convinced with this Bulls team yet it's gonna it's, it's gonna be something that I have to watch them in the season and see how they really operate because one they're they're start gonna have to start Patrick Williams at the four and I don't know that they want to start Derek Jones at the four yet not quite but I mean is Derek Jones really needing to start at the four because he fell out of the Blazers rotation as the starting four or three after a while anyway. No, but he needs to get minutes so you can see what he is. I just thought, yeah, true. Yeah. At least see what he is on this team. And especially like you said, work out that Lonzo connection that he could possibly have mm-hmm. by just being a long athletic guy and just catching lobs and running baseline, you know, like what he needs to be doing, blocking shots. Like, this man blocked LeBron twice in a game last season. Uh, LeBron gets blocked, though. It was awesome, Everybody though. Gets blocked. He shit yeah, on LeBron. Awesome. <laughs> Remember we watched that game? He shit on yeah, LeBron. He did shit on him. And then LeBron blocked... I think maybe... He blocked LeBron. LeBron blocked him. And then he went or turned around and blocked LeBron again. And it was just like, damn, dude. 
You need to step the fuck up. Oh. So basically, I'm not totally convinced of this Chicago Bulls team yet. They're going to be fun, I would imagine. They're going to score a lot of points. And I'm really interested to see them. Electric. I'm interested to see them too, but I'm just wondering where it's going to go from here. Well, now you're hearing like allegedly that Levine could be traded and he's available because how he was coming out and saying, uh, I just want my respect from uh, management and all this shit. What? Uh, with the Bulls. Yeah, yeah. In reference to the fact that he's due for uh, an extension next season and all that shit. Or There's been no talks? I, I don't really know the full details. All I know is that he said he needs res- uh, respect and now he just signed with Clutch too. And oh, all, no. this, all this drama surrounding Clutch and oh, just how their players can pretty much just get out of any situation they want whenever they want. Um, and also be directed to not hurt LeBron in any way. Right. So <laughs> like, it's just, there's, there, there's, there's some smoke there. Uh, and if nothing else, I mean, I think this is like, this is their attempt to hopefully please him. Um, I, I would, I would say he's going to, I would think he would at least take this season and see how this team goes. Oh if yeah. Not, I think so. And if not, then you can, you can deal with that later in free agency, but huh? put him on the books. I would love that for that Milwaukee. Would, oh my god. That would that open would be... up Milwaukee just a ridiculous <laughs> amount. You it have a be... you have a lineup of Drew Holiday, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, uh Sammy Ojale and Giannis. Sammy Ojale? Yeah, he's on uh, Where is that coming from? He's on uh uh, uh the Bucks now, isn't he? Why would you put him in the starting lineup though? Isn't he you have a lineup no, you'd put you'd put in Drew, Levine, Middleton, Giannis, and Lopez. Hello, I hate Lopez, dude. Please, just Lopez has got to be there. He's the five. No, get him out of there. He's you run Giannis be at the there. five. No, Giannis nope. at the five, bud. At this point, Giannis won a championship as a power forward. He's a power forward now. He he won it as a five too. Uh, he wanted as the biggest motherfucker. Mike Boonholzer won that championship. <laughs> we all know it. Anyway, oh, yeah. oh my god! Moving Here on. My go. number, my number eight was Boston. Oh yikes! Rest in peace, Boston. This coming season, unless they make a trade for like Bradley Beal or something like that, because there's a lot of smoke around that. Him and Tatum being friends. Uh, there's a lot of noise, but I don't see that happening. Realistically, I think this team is an eight seed uh, fighting in the play-in. They're just not that good outside of Tatum and Brown. It's just plain and simple. Reports of Boston's death have been greatly exaggerated. They're just not that good, dude. When you really think about it. With that being said, I like the Schroeder move. Because once again, I think that's a a high reward, low risk move for them. Yep. I could see how the fit could work. But... I just don't have that much faith in like Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown as your core. Oh, I just don't have much faith oh, in anymore. Anymore, I think they've reached their peak. I don't. I don't know. You're telling me the defensive potential together of they've a reached their peak of a lineup that is Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart needs to be the point guard. I'm just going to come out and say it. Marcus Smart needs to be the point guard for this team next season. Of Smart, Richardson, Brown. Tatum, Robert Williams. That is a switchable defensive team amongst 
the top of the league. I'll just put it out and say, I love Robert Williams as a uh, player in real life and 2K. <laughs> and in 2K? Oh my God. Phenomenal in 2K. Phenomenal interior defender. Interior defense and lobs, dude. Ridiculous. <laughs> well, that's what he does in real life. And that's what crazy. he does in real life too. So you're telling me the defensive potential of a lineup like that doesn't even intrigue you a little bit. I mean, it intrigues me, but like the thing about this team is like, they've had lineups before that should be impressive defensively. And then ultimately they're really not that like Tatum disappoints me on defense lots of the time. Okay. So in terms of effort, so let's, let's scheme up then let's do smart Brown Tatum at the three. Not the four, because I, I think he's a three more than a four. He's got four size, but anyways, Williams at the four, Horford at the five. Bringing some playmaking we'll from the elbow with Horford. We'll see it at some. Yep, exactly. We'll see it at some point. Horford, Smart, Brown, and Tatum all have chemistry, guaranteed. I, I mean, we already know it. They made that core minus Terry Rozier and. Marcus Morris made the Eastern Conference Finals. Like that's that's the team. <laughs> that's true. Those those two guys were the the other pieces that they had for an Eastern Conference Finals team. Granted, that was four years ago. Yes, it was f- three years ago. So, and in the NBA East, years, the top that's end a pretty of the East long is time. a lot different. <laughs> yes, the top end yes. of the East is a lot different. There's no more LeBron. There's no more baby bucks. There's no more. There's no. Uh, Jimmy on the Bulls, you know, like there's not a there's that. a guy I mean, name. There's a guy name Kevin Durant. <laughs> there's, there's there's a guy name Giannis. Yep. I mean, it's just it's too tight up there for them anymore. I think Boston would still be a Philadelphia in a series, though. Let's not forget, Horford is a great Embiid defender. Always has been. I think Horford's still got some left in the tank. He's coming off of a great year of rest and rehabilitation with Oklahoma City. He put up good numbers with them last season. He's still a capable three-point shooter. I think that this experiment that Boston is working in terms of rebuilding is going to work out well. And I think that they need to... I think that they should keep Horford on the bench. Horford and um, Schroeder off the bench. That's going to be your number one option. Give Williams the, the keys to the starting five position. It's time. This guy is a yep. great defensive force. He's got, I mean, I guess it comes down to how in shape is he? How, how great is he going to be in terms of longevity? Like, but it's time to let him become the starting five Tatum. The whole team switches anyways. They're good defensively one through five. That's going to get them somewhere. And the fact that without Brown in the lineup, they won one on the Brooklyn Nets. Granted, not fully healthy, but they still played against Harden, KD, and Kyrie. Mm-hmm. And Kyrie Pretty and well. KD were still fully healthy. Yeah, like Kyrie and KD were looking really good. And they won one on them. And that was just Tatum in isolation for 30, like 37 of his 50 points. So mm-hmm. they got something. I mean, if it's what he's got to do, Tatum's going to do it. Tatum is a legitimate superstar. So, I mean, 
That's why I can't, I can't give up faith. Plus, Jalen Brown's one of my favorite players. I can't give up faith on him either. He looks, he had a fantastic season last year. Looks amazing. Hitting shots off the dribble, mid-range, and three-point. His three-point shot looks incredible. Like, I love his game. I have Boston so much higher up. <laughs> Boston fans are going to hate me for who I have ahead of them. Oh, no. You already named your number eight, right? Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, Chicago. New York. New York? Okay. Got New York right ahead of him. Uh, New York did... They overachieved last year. Uh, they definitely this overachieved. This is the seventh spot, right? Yeah, number seven. New York okay, overachieved. That's exactly where I have them too. Yeah, I just I, I think they overachieved last year. I with with where I have Miami now, with what I think Atlanta could still do. Uh, obviously, where Miami's at as well, et cetera, et cetera. I just I, I see them falling to seven, realistically, but I still see them being competitive. Yes, yes. I think this Tom Thibodeau team, now that it's unlocked itself, is going to be competitive. And uh, and apparently Kimba to New York is a big deal. I don't see the real value in it. Well, it's because Kemba arguably played the greatest game of his career. And that's not even in the NBA in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> so, I mean, Kemba's a New York legend just because of him playing for UConn and hitting the dirtiest, dirtiest setback in NCAA history. And, well, uh, and too bad them knees right. can't hang anymore. Uh, yeah, I know. Poor guy. But New Poor York guy. New York is interesting. Uh, they have this defensive-minded coach who just, just gets a lot out of his players and Tom Thibodeau. Uh, and, and, and they have a really interesting young core. And Julius Randle, <coughs> I'm neither here nor there on him. Excuse me. Right. Uh, I don't necessarily have a whole lot of faith with it, within him. Uh, he did disappear in the playoffs this Big past time. season. Uh, but in the regular season, I think he is going to win them a lot of games. I just don't see them being higher than like a seven seed. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree because I mean, they got rid of some of their problem spots, but they also introduced some problems as well. Evan Fournier, not a great playoff performer. Questionable. Kemba Walker has not been a great playoff performer the last two seasons. Granted, he'll go off for like 20 or 25 points on one game, but other than that, you're getting 12 to 15 points from him. Like, that's not, I mean, I guess that's better. That's a better option than your whole team sucking and Derek Rose has to score 27 points for you to stay alive in the playoffs. It's a lot better than that. That's such a much better option. Right above them, though, at number seven, I have. Philadelphia number six. At six. Yeah, at six, I have Philadelphia. Damn. That is a fall from last season. Let's get right into sh- it. That, mean, that means they get shit for Ben Simmons? I'm a firm believer in... I don't want to say firm, but my gut is definitely telling me that Sacramento is going to put up the buzzer beater for Ben Simmons. And they're going to get healed, Barnes, and maybe a couple other things to come back for that. And I don't know. Like, I just, I don't see Philadelphia being able to hold on to Maxi at that point too. So maybe he gets shipped out, but why does that hurts their defense bad with Maxi? Just everyone going like that. With Simmons. Yeah. I mean, Simmons. Yeah. He's their most like switchblade defender. So, I mean, 
Yeah, like, I don't know. Simmons played a crucial role for them, especially defensively, and his playmaking is definitely undeniable, too, because he does handle the ball well, and he has a good playmaking eye, but he's definitely 25 steps behind Magic Johnson as a player, as he's always been quoted as being able to be, you know, like that Magic LeBron kind of player, and he's just so far behind that because of his complete unaggressiveness when it comes to scoring. Mm. And, like... I don't know. I just don't. I think that, I mean, if, if you and I can sit here and see that from this far away from the league, from literally just watching it on TV, listening to podcasts, listening to radio, all the videos we watch, if we can see that these NBA GMs are definitely have been on that path for the past year and a half, I'd say. So it's not looking good for Ben Simmons's trade value unless I mean, let's not forget the the Kings are one of the most inept front offices in the league. So, I mean, <laughs> like, if if anybody's going to throw up the Hail Mary that gets Ben Simmons, it's going to be them, and they're going to give up something crucial for it. And Philadelphia might walk away looking like geniuses, or at least Maury will for getting something in return. Maybe they get Fox, but That'd be crazy. I don't know. That would be insane. But, yeah, like, I have... I don't want to say I have little faith that Dame is going to request a trade because that's certainly a possibility. I don't want to say I have little faith in Minnesota trying to slide in there and get something, but I would say they're the least of the suitors. But I feel like it's most likely to Sacramento. And then, I don't know. I just for some reason feel like this Philadelphia team with Doc Rivers at the helm yet again is just going to fail. Mm-hmm. I feel like at this point, with Doc Rivers and his Doc Rivers is now the king of the NBA willing to un- willing to not adjust late in a playoff series. And then when he does, it's always too little too late. And it blows up in his face. Exactly. It blows up in a 3-1 loss. It blows up in your young, full of potential point guard wing hybrid is just looking like he sucks out there because you've allegedly told him to have no aggressiveness towards scoring and just opening up the floor for everybody else. You know, like I just don't get it. Like Mm. I think that Philadelphia should have fired rivers to be quite honest with you. Like, I mean, I don't know. It's It's funny that you have Philly at number six because I have Atlanta at number six. (laughs) Now I wasn't willing to put Atlanta that low. Did you see the news? the last day or so about Capella. They locked Capella back up for the next, he had two years left on his deal and they signed him for two more. So they are completely locked in. Yeah. They're buying into that. And then you also give them that money in those years. So you can move them if you need to. Yep. So, I mean, we still got a, we still got a couple of spots before I get to Atlanta. I, I like Atlanta. Uh, I really do. Um, they, they changed my opinion about them this past season, uh, and the postseason, uh, in particular, uh, what Kit, Trey young was able to do, uh, put some respect on his name. I still don't really like him that much, uh, just in general. Uh, but I was impressed oh, yeah. how they were able to, you know, get that far with him as their starting point guard. Uh, just yeah. considering how much of a defensive liabil- liability he is. I was pretty impressed at how they pulled that off. Uh, John Collins was impressive. 
uh, had some big moments for them. They just need to find more creative ways to get him involved. And I think he'll be really unlocked. But top five for me is just too competitive for them to crack that. Uh, that's why yeah. I'm at number six. So, but I, I, I could understand where you have them more than that. But I also, I have a hot take for number five. So, well, my number five is Boston. So what's your, what's your number five? Number five is the Chicago Bulls. Oh, I guess I should have expected that. Chicago. You haven't, you haven't listed them yet. That, that would be Atlanta's spot if Chicago didn't do what they did. Sheesh. In my mind, that'd be Atlanta's spot there at number five. But I just, I, I think Chicago is going to score a lot. And that is going to win them a <laughs> decent amount of games. If they're wanting the five, they better win more than a decent amount of games. <laughs> What'd you say? If they want more than the five, or if they want the five seed, they better win more than a decent amount of games. Okay, they're going to win a lot of games. <laughs> uh, you had Boston there. We already kind of talked about them. Um, you, I mean, you obviously have a lot of faith in Tatum and Brown, like you said, and that's why you'd have them that high. Certainly. Certainly. I mean, maybe, maybe Chicago does reach that peak. I think maybe they will. I think I, they have it in them. I mean, they have dynamic offensive weapons. Lonzo Ball has shown that he can develop, has developed an outside shot. Looks a lot better than his last, his previous seasons. I'll be clear. Zach Levine is crazy. I'll be clear that uh, the five seed for them is a hot take because that's their ceiling. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'd say so. Unless they do something crazy and win like 55 games. Which would be nuts. But who do, you, who do you have at number four? Well, that's where I have Atlanta. Mm, okay. Let's say it right now. Trey Young is a playoff performer. He thrives in the big moment. He did not shy down from any big moment that was handed to him. He took down a mess of a team, but still took him down. Dismantled them. Dismantled him. And he stepped up against the Bucks until he got hurt and couldn't play anymore. And that's not his fault. And I mean, he put a big one on the Bucks too. Like he, the Bucks looked like they were in trouble against them. Mm-hmm. And the Hawks, they arguably had a. I mean, they arguably had a great shot at the finals. I mean, like if they were able to keep up that level of production from Young, which I mean, yeah, maybe it was just a one game thing. But at the same time, he had a great playoffs. He had a really great playoffs. Consistent. And what you were saying with getting John Collins involved more creatively. Yes and no. Because Collins was doing the dirty stuff. He was getting down in the mud this playoffs. He was getting hustle rebounds. What an insane vertical this guy has. This guy has Ridiculous. probably the, the quietest insane vertical in the league. Like the way that he is able to elevate off of two feet. Angry doing it. Right. And like, I don't know how he climbs so high in the air off of defenders backs to finish lobs off, but he does it with consistency. This guy's bounce is insane. Like him and young have this lob connection and it showed that their, their whole alleged beef that was happening last season was just the coach. They got their coach out of the way. They locked down their coach that they wanted and they, they're hitting heights right now and they have a good team of role players around them. And I have faith that this team can turn around and be a 50 win 55 win team, but in that range. Damn. 
Number four. Oh, yeah, that was your number four. Number four for me, Miami Heat. Miami, okay. The old but aggressive. The old, <laughs> the old but aggressive Miami Heat. Uh, this this team is stout. We've already talked about it. This team is stout. They can switch anything, presumably. And they're just going to be, they're just going to be a fun team to watch. Uh, I love that. They're just, they're trying to win right now. And I love that they're trying to win with Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry. God damn it. If it doesn't work, it was a valiant effort if nothing else. And I think it's going to dogs. They got two dogs. I think it's going to give their, their fan base an entertaining product to, to consume. Uh, I think they know what they're doing uh, just just fine. Um, I, I'm really stoked to see this team. Adding P.J. Tucker, Markeith Morris as well. Uh, good moves, good solid moves there for the playoffs. I just, I'm, I'm excited to see them compete. I see them as a four seed, especially if they can stay healthy throughout the whole season. Um, right. If, if Duncan Robinson can keep up, uh, this, this is just going to be a really entertaining team. And they're just going to be just dogs. Dogs defensively. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see it as well because this team is they got a lot to prove. I too many people have have tried to put out the the feelers out there that Jimmy Butler had one of the most disappointing playoffs in like recent memory. And yes, he sh- he absolutely did not play well or shoot well outside of one game against the Miami Heat or against the the Bucks. And it was certainly not a great revenge series of sorts for him. And I mean, you and I were both like, well, Jimmy just has Giannis's number. Now he can take him one-on-one. Clearly that's not the case, but the, the Miami heat were 60% of a team last season. They did not. Milwaukee have was on one. Yeah. Milwaukee was definitely, I mean, they grabbed, they secured the chips. So, I mean, Miami was just not that they did not have any of the margins players that they had this season or that they're going to have this season. So they have, Tighten that rotation up. They have low risk, possibly possibly low risk, high reward player in Victor Oladipo, depending on his injury status and the way that he's able to rehab himself. Yep. And they shipped out Dragic, replaced him with Kyle Lowry. Like it's all going up for them right now. Like this team is in win, win, win now mode. Like this is this is the time for all these guys on this team to. What do you have them at three? Uh, no, I do not have them at three. Damn. Okay. Uh, who'd you have at three then? Milwaukee Bucks. Damn. Milwaukee Bucks at number three, and that's because there's two tough choices above them. It's getting pretty clear who those last two teams yeah, are, but I think I know where it's at yeah, based but, off of what you just said about Miami. Milwaukee Bucks, they're riding the high right now. They have to be. I'm not going to say that they had an awful offseason. They lost one key component, and that was PJ Tucker, also known as the guy that you put on Kevin Durant. So now that's going to be a little bit tough for them to adjust to, but I'm not exactly going to count them out and say that they're, they're sealing, they're, or they're, floor to me is the five seed. I like the Grayson Allen pickup for them. We'll see. We'll see. They got a couple guards this off season. So we'll see where that goes for them. They shed another guard. That was kind of a liability for them in, uh, Bryn Forbes. Forbes. Yeah, so thank God. they tightened that up. Yeah. Cause yeah, he could hit threes for them, but he was getting absolutely played off the floor defensively and got no finals minutes either. 
I mean, he got minimal finals minutes at that. So, I mean, when it came down to brass tacks, he was not on the floor for them. Perhaps they can get something of value out of Rodney Hood playing the two-guard position. I really hope that they can because there's something about Rodney Hood being a tall, a tall guard who's, I mean, I hope he's still kind of shifty. He's had the time to rehab from a, from an Achilles injury. Can now hopefully give you something decent of uh, something resemblant of wing defense. Yeah. Wing defense, and, wing defense and shooting. I mean, you and I both, <laughs> we put him on bum. We were, he is on bum. He's on bum row. Watch. He's on bum row. <laughs> he's on bum row. Well, just, but it, let's just call it what it is. He's on bum row. That's like, that's like their little purgatory they're in right now. Him and Hayward both. He's in bum row. But I'm not going to count him out from being a guy that could possibly find his way in the start. He's got a high ceiling, but a very low floor. Like I can see him cracking the starting rotation if he if he fits well into this system. Mm. And let's not forget they also retained Portis, so that's a good bench piece for them. They need him. He had a huge finals performance to close it out. But yeah, like I I still have a lot of faith in the Bucks. They have their core. PJ Tucker was. 15% of that core. So losing him was not them losing a, you know, they didn't get one of the the legs broken on the chair. So. Yeah, they're, they're still a very impressive team. And I obviously still have them high up. My number three though is uh, Philadelphia. Uh, I completely disagree with what you, where you had them at. Um, I think they're going to get something of value, decent value from uh, Ben Simmons. And I just think they're going to come back and beads going to look great. Uh, I know he's going to miss some games, but I think he's going to look phenomenal once again, if not better. Uh, I think you're going to hopefully get more out of your young guys uh, like Bible and Maxi. Uh, so I just think we're going to see, we're just going to see this team uh, hold pace uh, regardless of who they trade for, because I do think it's going to be someone of value. Uh, not sure who that's going to be, uh, but I really just don't realistic, realistically see Ben Simmons uh, even playing any games with them at all, even showing up to camp. Uh, he's already yeah. saying he's not going to. So I think that that shoe is going to fall pretty soon. Like you said, a desperate move, a desperate move from uh, uh, Sacramento could be on the way. <laughs> could be. If, could, if that's the case and you do get Buddy healed. I mean, I don't have a whole lot of faith in Buddy healed, but I think you pair a guy like him next to Joel Embiid. I think, uh, I think that could pull you to a three seed especially if your your supporting cast is sound and it would be with yeah. like guy like Harrison Barnes, Danny Green, stuff like that. So we'll see though. Uh, but I, I have them at the three seed for sure. Yeah, it's, I would say that's not a stretch for them either. I mean, yeah. He's the MVP much... of the season last year if he stays healthy. No way. Yes. No way. Yes. I it promise. I'm not saying. It was I'm not, all the way. I'm not saying I completely agree with it, but I guarantee you, Embiid wins if he plays a full season. He gets the votes over a, Jokic. Now he probably deserves an MVP if he plays a full season, <laughs> but yeah, I I don't know. That's a t- that's a really tough call for me. That's a tough call because if there was anybody that was on one last season, it was Jokic. Oh, Jokic was definitely on one. Uh, off topic, but we can just touch on it real quick, like really quick. Uh, Luka Doncic is like the favorite right now in Vegas for MVP. I'm what? not going to rule that out. I'm like, what? I've been feeling it. I've been feeling it. I think I said it last year. No, I think I said Dame. That's right. I said Dame. 
I he I think he's destined. Last year, no, you said Tatum was going to be the MVP last year. No, I said he was going to be an MVP candidate. Oh, candidate. Okay. Well, yeah. so he'd be like a top three. I think it's destined for him at this point. Like, I think he's destined to, to snag it. If Jokic can get it after a season of great play and a great playoffs, what's stopping Luca from getting it? So can it? this Eastern European guy. <laughs> exactly. From a great season and a deeper playoff run. Because he's had arguably great playoffs, but he needs more than the first round. Yeah, he needs some playoff success now. He's yep. had some great playoff games, but he needs some overall playoffs playoff success. Uh, But back on topic, uh, you're number two. I think I know who it is. Miami. Yep. Yep. You have a, you have a little bit more faith in them than I do as a regular season team. I just think that this team is 120% on the gas this season. They've got, they don't exactly have a cram packed rotation, but they definitely have guys that are all going to be hungry for it. Pat and Riley says, I'm riding out into the sunset with a bang, motherfuckers. <laughs> Pat Riley giving no oh, fucks. The dawn, I hope so. Pat Riley just wants to win another one without LeBron so we can give him the middle finger, I feel like. And mm-hmm. I feel like Pat Riley flew a little bit too close to the sun. Like, uh, uh, what's that Greek? <sighs> What's that legend about flying too close to the sun with the the wax wings? I forget what the, but that's Pat Riley. His wax wings are a little bit melted right now, and he's trying to piece it back together on his way down into the caverns by getting Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler, and you know. So uh, he's going it, for it, though. You got to respect the hustle. Arguably, he's uh, catching a little bit of an updrift here because I think this team is going to be the two seed because. There's, I mean, I, obviously, like I've said here, I've put a lot of teams at their floor and other teams at their ceiling and tried to stay away from middling. I think that this is really their ceiling. And let's see, what kind of playoff matchup would that put them in? That would put them facing the sevens, or yeah, facing whoever wins the seven seed, which would be against New York. That's they right, can I had New York. Win that. Yeah. They, they can easily win that. So, I mean, when it comes down to it, when they're playing their playoff rotation, they're better than Atlanta. They're better than Boston, Philadelphia, New York, Chicago. They can take on Milwaukee. That would be a good series to watch. Second round series, if the way I have it. Yep. So that's oh, it. That's that'd be so good. Oh, it would. oh my God. I want that more than anything in the East, honestly. I don't know. I kind of. I kind of think it's a trilogy. I think this is a trilogy. Oh, it's a trilogy. Okay. So they face each other three times in a row. No, I'm just, I think it's, this is, this is the third. This is the third. This is the the best of three. Yeah. This is the deciding series. Yeah. Cause Jimmy is a lot older than Giannis. So, so yeah, this could really be it. Like that's, oh, you're right. Squash this beef and then carry on Kevin Durant. No, I want it. Yeah. But what if Jimmy wins and Giannis has a chip? But what if Jimmy doesn't win a chip? Are they just like even at that point? It's just the, the playoffs are a different conversation. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's a different dynamic. Okay, That's we're so getting, nuts. We're wading in some rough territories here. Murky water, uh, <laughs> murky waters for sure. I had Milwaukee at two though. Uh, this this team is Agreeable. still is still impressive, especially as a regular season team. They've always been impressive as a regular season team. Our criticism of them 
was not in reference to the regular season previously. It was in reference to oh, yeah. playoff success. And, uh, and we saw what they could do that way. Uh, given the circumstance, uh, they were about uh, a toe's length away from Kevin Durant ending their season. That's neither here nor there. Once again, hypotheticals, but nonetheless, uh, the, the, the proof is right there that that it's, series it's is over. Exists. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, it's, just, it's sitting right there. So, But they're still a great regular season team. Uh, this is the two seed for me. And obviously, uh, sitting there unanimously, unanimously at number one is Brooklyn, baby. Let's just get right into it. Scary hours, like James Harden said. It's fucking scary hours. Scary hours. James Harden's finally talking shit for once in his life. I like it. Like, I like it too. And maybe James James Harden is agreeably a little salty about things. He needs to nut up or shut up. I think he's just tired of being the last piece that gets knocked down before a team wins the chip. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. every, it seems like every team that goes through James Harden wins the chip. Like, that's just his legacy so far is he's, I mean, yeah. Golden state kept icing him. Let's just, let's just put it out there of that. OKC trio, the three that walked away with the most team success by themselves is James Harden. James Harden has led his teams more successfully than Russ or KD have. And that's by themselves. Because, I mean, I guess, you know, it's not totally by himself because Harden has had his share of playoff failures. But he's also gotten to the Western Conference Finals and faced off against a super team with KD on it, of which KD was definitely not... I mean, in the way that he was the deciding factor was the way that... Thanos got the final infinity stone, you know, you know like Facts. exactly right. Like, you know, it just, it was only that much more ridiculous and putting Harden and Chris Paul together was about three tiers down, but they still competed against them. You know, like mm-hmm. they still had a perfect team of role players like that. But anyways, like James Harden is hungry and I think that he's going to rehab himself back in the good shape again. He's the point guard for this team. It's been known for the past three months. That's what Kyrie wants. And apparently Kyrie wants what Kyrie gets, but he's the point guard. Doesn't matter to him. He's the ultimate playmaker on this team. He's going to make things happen. We've watched him make things happen. He made things happen on one leg this Mm -hmm. playoffs. So it's going to happen. It was goddamn impressive. It was impressive. His, all his scoring acumen came down to literally his body movements and not his athletic finessing. Like, it was so impressive to see, even though he wasn't putting up near the stats that he could possibly could, but he was still there. And Kevin Durant entering like a third prime at this point, like had one of his best seasons ever coming off of a devastating injury in the NBA finals that sat him out for a whole year and a half came back. This guy looks like a scoring champ again, took his team right to the very ends was a big toe away from putting arguably catching a chip again because I don't think that there was no way the Suns were going to stop that. Neither were Atlanta. No, like they were going to squash both those teams, arguably probably better than Giannis could have. And Atlanta doesn't sneak out a game on Brooklyn. What's really stopping this Brooklyn team from winning 60 games. 
Nothing I think if they're injury. healthy. Exactly. It's just injury. I think they could be like a 63 win team. Scary. That is, yeah, that's super scary. And when, when, what happened the last time we seen uh, Kevin Durant play with two top 10 players, two other top 10 players? Oh, it was if a not, foregone not conclusion. Three. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, a, uh, that was one of the greatest offensive was all, offenses of all time. It was the death lineup. Yeah. You get a full season out of this, this three. Good night. Yep, exactly. They're coming in. They've had this whole off season to work together and get healthy again. Kyrie. Yeah. He's suffered a, just one of those injuries. That's not like, you know, long-term, but at the same time, it takes you out for the immediate state. Like I gave Kyrie game. three years max in the league. Maybe. Yeah. Because he's been mulling extension talks and he even was accepting it himself, but I don't trust a word out of his mouth because what he thinks today probably isn't what he thinks tomorrow. Mm -mm. Shit. What he thought five minutes ago probably isn't what he thinks now. Right. Like, impressive team though. They're scary. Extremely impressive team. They lost Jeff green, but they're still building. They got Blake Griffin back again Mm -hmm. and he's going to be huge for them. They have that rookie that's showed shown some promise Claxton. Uh, no, the other, the new rookie. Oh, okay. I don't know. Uh, I don't remember his name, but I think I know who you're talking about. Thomas. Maybe. I don't, I totally can't remember. Cameron Cameron Thomas. I think that Uh, sounds right. But yeah, yeah, they're, 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 they are what they are. Oh, they got Patty Mills too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're a great pull. They have so much firepower. They're under Steve Nash. They're running, running gun offense to the max. And it's this deep is that too. team. This is that team where you're talking about. They're just going to outscore everybody. Mm-hmm. The bulls are like a 10th of that. If you're talking about outscore everybody, this is what that team is. Right. Well, that pretty much does it there for the uh, Eastern conference. Uh, we got this in the Western conference dropping kind of together as a back to back. Uh, mega episode, so to speak, uh, <laughs> but they will be separate. Uh, but as always engage with us on Twitter and social media, uh, like Instagram and all that good shit, Twitter at pod dip, Instagram at the dip pod, uh, like, like, and review, uh, our podcast, wherever you stream podcasts, uh, five-star ratings, reviews, all that good stuff. Um, we appreciate any and all listeners. We haven't said that in a while. Just want you to want you to know guys, we do. Shouts out Richardson, Texas. Yep. Shouts Richardson, Texas. Always. Next NBA franchise is getting moved there. <laughs> Probably not, but uh, there <laughs> allegedly has been some talks about expansion teams recently. Uh, that's another Ugh. quick note. Uh, but anyway, one more take, Adam Elder. I'm trying to, I'm trying to garnish something here. <sighs> I got it. Maybe ready for we've been talking about the East so much. Let me think of something West here. See, I got something for the East. I'll go ahead and go first. By the trade deadline. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> the Toronto Raptors. Oh. Will trade. Pascal Siakam. Damn. I think you're right. I would agree with that.
I think after the trade deadline, Zion Williamson makes it known that he wants out of New Orleans the following season. And it's gone by that following season. Yep. And he wants to team up with John Morant. Damn. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can you imagine? Just the other day, I remember we were talking about, uh, like, I was like, I can't think of another superstar that you could pair with John Morant that would be a good fit. I mean, neither of them are God, superstars the yet. have to but, trade them all. Oh, my God. Can you Grizzlies imagine have to trade them all? Oh. I know, right? Oh, my they God. They would be nuts together. Oh, oh man. Give me that. That's what I want now. That's that's. I don't even want to picture Zion and that like team would have such insane bounce. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up our perspective Eastern and Western Conference standings episodes. So we were excited to make them here. We got a little bit of uh, research headed uh, headed for you here soon for a little bit of uh, a research project kind of episode. <laughs> yep, something a little less current events but you know what we're always staying focused so we will be back thanks for listening yep uh still lots of uh, off-season content to come uh even though regular season is quickly approaching i'm just ready to be like a couple weeks in so we can do our first signer trade oh i know i know right i know i didn't even think about that see which teams are hot and which teams are not uh, but yeah, appreciate uh, appreciate you guys. As always, we're out of here.